It's a new week and it's time for the Rugby League Hot Recap. This is Lockie Campbell, your host for today, and a big welcome to all our first-time listeners if you were checking us out for the first time on this episode. So we are hitting our stride now with our third ep today as we round off our big 2024 Super League season preview. We have last year's top four sides, and next week we'll be turning our attention to the NRL. But before we get into it, let's have some news. So we're going to start down under this week as there has been a pretty big story surrounding the case of Ronald Volkman. Now, in the last deck, we covered that the playmaker had been released by the Dragons earlier this month. However, the issue here is that Volkman was released by the New Zealand Warriors in December. And the Dragons are now accusing Volkman's former club of providing a false medical report ahead of them signing Volkman to a one-year deal. Upon arriving at the Dragons, the medical staff said that scans showed loose screws from a previous shoulder injury that he sustained in New Zealand. And the whole event has turned into a debacle for the club and the NRL, with with the player now unsigned and uninsured for the surgery that he needs to have in order to get back on the field. And both clubs are facing potential sanctions if any wrongdoing was committed. Staying in Australia, the NRL also announced new kicking laws that to encourage short kickoffs and dropouts with the hope that it will reduce potential concussions. The new laws mean that teams will not be penalised for kickoffs and dropouts that go out on the full or do not travel 10 metres. This follows similar rules that have been introduced in the NFL in recent years. Also, some breaking news came in on Monday morning that the Brisbane Broncos star Adam Reynolds is potentially facing some time on the sidelines after picking up a knock in pre-season training. Back over in England, there have been a number of announcements relating to how fans engage with the game over the last week. Firstly, Rugby League Commercial and IMG have have announced a new fantasy playoff game for the Super League season through Vuno. The free-to-play game will see fans become coaches and collect player cards to build an ultimate team throughout the year. So quite similar to how FIFA Ultimate Team works, it sounds like. Secondly, we also have some news on the new Super League streaming platform, Super League Plus which will launch this week and provide supporters with the ability to watch every game without a Sky Sports subscription. Fans can pay either an annual, monthly or pay-per-game pass. Sky Sports will show every game alternatively for the first 15 rounds. Lastly then, to Halifax, where the Panthers are reeling from the news that Calderdale Council have outlined their intent to dispose of their ground, the Shea, by 2026. The stadium has been home to the club since 1998. Dave Grayson, the chairman, has said they are trying to find a solution that fits all and it's still very early days in the process. And that was the news. Okay, let's return to the final part of our Super League 2024 preview as we cover last year's four best teams. We start with the Robins. So they finished fourth in 23 and lost in the semi-finals to the eventual champions, Wigan Warriors. Uh, They won 16 games and they lost 11. Their star player last year was Mikey Lewis, the halfback. The manager is Willie Peters. And their key off-season sign-in is arguably Tyrone May, a standoff from Catalan. Their first five games, uh, they kick off the season away at the MKM to Hull FC. They then entertain the Rhinos head away to Salford, back home to face Warrington, and then away to Huddersfield. So a bit of a mixed bag to start the season for the Robins in terms of uh, level of competitor there. 
Their last title was in 1985. Uh, they have a 15.52 A IMG grade, and they have the sixth best odds for the title at 12 to 1. So let's have a look at some of the stats. They had the fifth most points scored in 23 and the fourth least points conceded. So well up in the top six there and well worthy of their playoff place. They had the fourth most tries in the league and try assists. They were sixth in tackle bursts. They were third in attacking kicks. A little bit of an element there of their strategy. and But they were first in offloads with 244. So very much looking to get that ball off at the line of scrimmage in order to get their points. Uh, they were third for errors made and they were second in missed goals kicked. They also had no tackler within the league's top 20 players. And Ryan Hall was their top try scorer with 13 tries. He was eighth in tackle bursts. Uh, he had the most carries for the side. Uh, he had the sixth most meters made in the comp. And he had the most clean breaks. Uh, Mikey Lewis was the second, second top try scorer for the Robins uh, with 12, he had 19 try assists, uh, but he also had the second most penalties conceded with 21. And Kenny Dowell had the fifth most errors uh, in the league, but he also had the sixth most offloads. So in terms of their incomings, uh, Tyrone May is a great standoff that they've got from Catalan. Uh, Oliver Gildar, a centre, has come over from the West Tigers. Niall Evolds, uh, a fullback, also winger from Castleford has come in. Uh, Peter Hiku, who can play in multiple positions in the backs, whether it's as a centre, a winger, or as a fullback, has come over from the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, they've got Jai Whitbread, uh, a prop or a loose forward from Wakefield. Kalipi Tanjinoa is a prop that they've also acquired from Wakefield, but he can play all across the forward pack. And AJ Wallace is a second rower they've picked up from Bradford. Neil Dechamba is a winger from Leeds. And Reese Butterworth is a hooker from the Dewsbury Rams. They're outgoings. Uh, Brad Schneider is one of the halfbacks that's gone down to the three-time NRL champion, the Penrith Panthers. Uh, Sam Wood is a centre or a winger from Castleford. He's gone to Castleford. Uh, big news, Jordan Abdul uh, has gone over to the Catalans on a lone one-year deal. Ethan Ryan, uh, a centre winger or a fullback, has gone to Salford. Rowan Milnes uh, is a standoff, also a halfback. He's gone to Castleford. Uh, Reese Kennedy is a prop that's gone to the Broncos. Jimmy Kinehorst has, he's a centre or a second rower. He's gone to York. Uh, Sean Kenny Dell and Kane Linnett have retired. So the potential 13 for the Robins heading into February the 15th. At fullback, you'd have Peter Hiku. The wingers could be Niall Evolds and Ryan Hall or potentially uh, Joe Burgess. Uh, the centres would be Tom Opacic and Oliver Gildar. At standoff, uh, Tyrone May. And at halfback, you'd have Mikey Lewis in the props. Uh, Suasu Su and George King, potentially, but Jai Whitbread could come in there. At hooker, you'd have Jez Litton in the second row, uh, Dean Hanley and James Batchelor with Elliot Minchella as the loose forward. So what are the main questions facing the Robins? So... It's been quite a turbulent off-season for Robins fans as they made the exciting signing of Tyrone May from Catalan. But with weeks to go into the new season start, they have let fan favourite Jordan Abdul go back on out on loan to the south of France. Now, Abdul really struggled with his fitness during his time at Craven Park. But we'll see once the season gets going if the squad can mitigate from his loss of quality. 
However, the prospect of seeing May and Lewis linking up in the halves should be really exciting for fans, with the latter arguably one of the best halfbacks in the league. The club have also done some good business over the offseason with the signings of Hiku, Gildar and Whitbread. Hiku brings tons of experience from the NRL and is a New Zealand international. Gildar is a former up-and-coming superstar with Wigan who hasn't really found the success he wanted down under and Whitbread could really be pushing existing props for a starting spot. Uh, they're also looking to expand a lot of their stadium setup, so lots of improvements are planned for the Robins over the year, with plans being worked on by the clubs to completely rebuild the, the main West Stand and to expand the existing East Stand, which will add another 1,000 to the stadium capacity. A new big screen and LED boards are also expected to be installed this year. The club are also looking to install a new 3G pitch and build a new training facility in their future. So with the club also seeing a 13% increase on their attendance figures in 2023, it's clear that Robins fans are clearly behind the team as they head into this year. So after just falling short in the Challenge Cup in 2023, Rovers can really make another go of it in 2024 while still maintaining their playoff position. Uh, realistically, this squad is probably just short of contesting for a grand final. But I think it's fair to say that they can absolutely consolidate their top six position in 2024. So let's head to the Totally Wicked Stadium for St. Helens. So they finished the 2023 season locked on points with Catalan and Wigan. Uh, so they won 20 games and they lost seven. But through their points record, they finished third. Their star player is Jack Wellsby, the fullback. The manager is Paul Wellins. Uh, their key signing is arguably Daryl Clark, a hooker from the Warrington Wolves. Their first five games are at home to the Broncos, away to the Giants, at home to Lee, at home to Salford, and away to the Rhinos. Uh, their last title, not that long ago, was in 2022, and they have a 16.78 uh, A grade from IMG, and they have the second best odds for the title at 11 to 4. So if you look at the stats, they had the third best attack with 613 points scored and they had the second best defense conceding 366 points. They had the third most tries, third most try assists, third most tackle bursts, first in carries, first in meters made, third in clean breaks. So very much the top one of the top tier sides when it comes to attack in defense. They had they were fifth in offloads as well, I should also say. They had the 11th most tackles and the fourth most missed tackles. So the player stats, so Tommy Makinson uh, was fourth in the league for tries with 22. He was second in clean breaks. Jack Wellsby has a number here, so I'm just going to try and rattle through them. He was second in try assists with 27. First in tackle bursts with 130. Third in carries, 14th in meters made. Fifth in clean breaks. 7th in errors, and 2nd in offloads. Uh, Lomax was ninth in try assists with 20. He had 4th in carries. Uh, Bell was 4th in missed tackles. He had 90 missed tackles. And Lewis Dodd was 4th in attacking kicks. So let's have a look at their incomings then. Four that the Saints have made over this year. So one of the shortest uh, amount that clubs have made in the offseason. So they've, as I said before, they've brought in Daryl Clark as a hooker from Warrington to replace James Roby. Uh, Matt Whitley is a second rower over from Catalan. T. Ritson is a loan that they've made permanently. That He was a winger from Barrow that played well for them last year. 
and Wacker Blake is a recent sign-in in the centres that comes over from Parramatta. The outgoings, uh, there's quite a few. So Lewis Baxter is a second rower slash prop that's gone to Lee. Dan Norman also joins him at the Leopards. He's a prop. Matty Foster is a second rower that's gone over to Salford. Wesley Bruins is a centre that's gone to Warrington. Jumin Sambo is the centre that's gone to Oldham. Uh, Taylor Pemberton is a hooker that's gone over to the York Knights. And then they had three retirees on their squad. So James Roby, the legendary hookers, retired. Louis McCarthy Scarsbrook is a forward who's retired. And Will Hopaway, a back, has also retired. So not that much change in the potential 13 for the Saints going into the season. Uh, Jack Wellsby, obviously, at fullback. The wingers would be likely Tommy Makinson and John Benninson. But you could have Ritson come in there. In the centres, uh, Wacker Blake would slot in alongside Mark Percival. At standoff, you'd have Jolly Lomax with Lewis Dodds maintaining his spot halfback. Uh, the props would be uh, the formidable Alex Wormsley and Matty Lees. At hooker, that's where Daryl Clark would slot in. In the second row, Siona Matuita and Joe Batchelor, but we could see Matt Whitley come in there. And at loose forward, you'd have Morgan Knowles. So what are the big questions facing Saints? Could this be the year that Jack Wellsby cements his status as finally getting the Super League Man of Steel? In my view, St. Helens have the best player in the league in Jack Wellsby. From the stats alone, he is sensational, but he also passes the eye test to more. He would be one of the best players in the NRL if he was playing there this year. And the fact that he's got a new contract really dictates that. Can he become the first St. Helens player in six years to win the coveted Man of Steel title against his rival, Bevan French, who won it last year with Wigan? And in my view, is probably the second best player in the league. Um, St. Helens are, of course, facing a future without their legendary hooker, James Roby. And they're coming off a year where they became world champions. However, they still have an elite squad that is tried and tested on the biggest of stages and by all accounts are probably the second best team in the league. Roby is a big loss, but you cannot argue that the additions of Wacker Blake, Daryl Clark and Matt Whitley are all quality players that will make a difference in this side. How quickly Clark slots in as an influential hooker is a bit of a question mark though, because it could take him some time. But we need to talk about Lewis Dodd's future. So as with all the top sides, they have players that are being looked at by other clubs. And whilst Wellsby's future, at least for the next few years, has been set out this offseason, the future of Dodd is not. With the halfback out of contract at the end of this year, and he so far refused to roll out heading to the NRL, Dodd, who we can't forget, scored the winning drop goal to make St. Helens world champions in 2023, is liked by a lot of Australian sides. So could 2024 be his last year as a Saints number seven? So let's head to the south of France for Catalan Dragons. So uh, they finished second, uh, but they lost in the grand final, of course, to Wigan Warriors. Um, their record, as the same with St. Helens, was they won 20 games and they lost seven. Their star player was the winger, Tom Johnston. The manager is Steve McNamara. Their key signing, arguably Tariq Sims, the second rower that's come over from the Melbourne Storm. First five games, uh, at home to the Wolves, away to London, away to the Rhinos, at home for Hull FC, and then at home for Castleford. Their last title was the 2018 Challenge Cup. They have a 16.73 IMG grade, which is A, and their odds for the title are 10 to 1. 
So that is the fourth best odds for the title from odds checker. So let's have a look at the stats then. So they had the joint top scoring offense with Wigan in 2023. They both scored 722 points. They were second for tries in 2023 with 121. Um, second for try assists, second for tackle bursts, first for goals. They also had the third best defense, conceding 420 points. They were 10th in errors made and they were 12th for tackles made. Uh, Tom Johnston, it was the tied top try scorer in the league with 27 tries. He had the fourth most tackle burst with 121 and he had the second most meters made with 3,375. Tom Davies was the 11th top try scorer in the league with 15, and he was 7th for most metres made. Tyrone May, 3rd most try assists with 23. Benjamin Garcia had the 7th most tackles with 863. And Adam Kieran and Morg split the goals in the top 10 with 68 and 41 respectively. So their incomings, they've brought in Chris Tai, a prop slash forward from Hull. They've brought in Theo Fagues, a halfback, that has come from Huddersfield. Tariq Sims is a second rower from Melbourne Storm. Jaden Nikarima is a standoff from Melbourne. Bailey Saronin is a second rower from the New Zealand Warriors. And the lone sign of Jordan Abdul, a halfback from the Robins. They're outgoings. This is quite key. So they have lost both Mitchell Pierce, the halfback, and Sam Tompkins, the fullback. They've both retired from the game. Tyrone May has gone over to Hull. Adam Kieran, a centre, also a standoff, has gone to Wigan. Michael Goudemond, a second rower, also loose forward, has gone to Leeds. Jackie Chan, a prop, has gone to Wigan. And the second rower, Matt Whitley, has gone to St. Helens. So their potential start in 13, Arthur Morg at fullback. Wingers would be Tom Davies and Tom Johnston. At centre, you'd have Matty Vicarlo and Arthur Romano. At standoff, this is a debate. Could be Theo Fegs, could be Jaden Nikarima. At halfback, could be Jordan Abdul or Theo Fegs could come in there. Where Fegs plays is really up in the air. At the props, Mike McMeekin and Sio Shua Takiao. At hooker, Mike McLaurin, second rower. Second row would be Bailey Saronin and Paul Seguire. And at loose forward, uh, the formidable Benjamin Garcia. So loss of the spine is a key question to take into account with Catalan, uh, as both Tompkins and Pierce retired after their heroics to get the Dragons to the grand final. This squad is in need of some retooling ahead of 2024. And it remains unclear as to who will be filling in where. The departures of Tyrone May and Adam Kieran are also huge to the spine as the latter really became a breakout superstar for the club in 2023. And a lot of pressure is going to be placed on new recruits, Nicarima and Theo Fegs, to get up and running quickly in the system. However, the recent shock loan signing of Jordan Abdul from Hull KR will at least give them a quality and proven presence in the halves and potentially help steer the ship after the big name departures. We've also got to talk about the future of Tom Johnston. Johnston joined Catalan in 2023 and was an absolute revelation for the French side, becoming a pivotal finisher for them. As I said, he had the joint most tries in the in the comp. He signed a two-year deal with the club, and it is expected that he will be of interest to other Super League and potential NRL sides for 2025 onwards. With former club Wakefield taking an interest in the England International. If they do lose Johnston, then recruiting McMeekin to a long-term deal 
is going to be a necessity for the French side. But Wakefield have also reportedly set to be coming in for the latter as well. So the Dragons are really going to have to work quickly to ensure that they don't lose both their England international wingers for 2025. So last but not least, let's talk about the Wigan Warriors. So, cream of the crop, they won the grand final in 2023 with a win over Catalans and they came top of the league. Won 20 games, lost seven. Their star player is the Super League Man of Steel, Bevan French, who plays at standoff. Their manager is Matt Peet. Their key signing in the offseason is arguably Cruz Lehman, a hooker from the Gold Coast Titans. Their first five games are away to Castleford, at home to Huddersfield, away to London, away to Salford, and away to Saints. And they've also got the World Club Challenge uh, sprinkled in there as well against Penrith. Quite a good set of fixtures to really let them hit the ground running and potentially all quite accessible wins for them there. So they have a 16.87 IMG grade, which is an A. And at 15 to 8, they have the best odds for the title. So let's talk through the stats. And this might take a bit of a while. So they scored 722 points, which was tied for the best attack in the league. Scored the most tries, had the most try assists, had the second most attacking kicks. They were second in meters made. They were fifth in carries and they were first in clean breaks. They conceded 360 points, which was the top defense. They were third in tackles in the league. They were 11th in missed tackles, 11th in penalties. Uh, five players were in the top 10 try scorers in the league. That's Miski, Marshall, French, Field and Wardle. And three players finished in the league's top eight for try assists. That was French, Smith and Field. So individually, Abbas Miski was the joint top try scorer in the league with Tom Johnston. From the Catalans, we're 27. He also finished fourth in clean breaks. Liam Marshall was the fifth best try scorer with 20. He was fifth in meters made and third in clean breaks. Bevan French was the eighth best try scorer with 17 tries. First in try assists with 30. Third in tackle bursts. Ninth in clean breaks. Jai Field was the ninth best try scorer with 16. Seventh in try assists with 21. Fifth in tackle bursts. Jake Wardle was the joint 10th best try scorer with 15, 8th in clean breaks. And Harry Smith was 4th in try assists with 22, 22, sorry, I should say, 6th in missed tackles, 1st in attacking kicks, 2nd in goals kicked, and 1st in missed goals as well. Uh, Morgan Smithy was 4th in tackles, and Toby King was 1st in offloads. So to their incomings then, so... As I said before, they've picked up Cruz Lehman, a hooker from the Gold Coast Titans. Adam Kieran, uh, who can play a variety of different roles across the backs, has joined from Catalans. Luke Thompson, a uh, prop or a loose forward, has come over from Canterbury. Sam Walters is a second rower from Leeds. Jackie Chan is a prop from Catalans. And Sam Essay is a prop from Wakefield. In terms of their departures then, so Kai Pierce-Paul... Very influential second rower from them has headed to the Newcastle Knights. Morgan Smithies, who also can play that role in that loose forward, has gone to the Canberra Raiders. Sam Powell, who can play as a halfback or a hooker, has gone to Warrington. Cade Cust, who can play as a standoff or hooker, has gone to Salford, as well as Joe Shorex, who can play as a second row or a loose forward. Ian Thornley is a winger that's gone to Wakefield. 
Logan Astley, who can play at standoff or halfback, has gone to Oldham, as has Kieran Tyra, who's a halfback. And Ramon Silva is a prop or a second row, has gone to Barrow. So pretty much same old, same old in terms of their start in 13. Jai Field remains at fullback. The wingers would be Adam Miskey and Liam Marshall. But this is where the Adam Kieran would come in at the centres alongside Jake Wardle. At standoff, you'd have Bevan French. The halfback would be Harry Smith. In the props, you'd have Tyler Dupree and Liam Byrne. At hooker would be uh, Brad O'Neill or Cruz Lehman, depending on if he's ready. At second rower, you could see Liam Fowle and Willie Issa taking those roles. And at loose forward, it would be Cade Ellis or the new signer, Luke Thompson. So the big questions for Wigan is, could this be the start of a dynasty? On paper, this squad looks ready to roll in 2024. They have retooled and look just as strong as the side that secured the 2023 title. Whilst they will miss Pierce, Paul and Smithies, Kieran was a steal and Lehman was also a great acquisition. They just look formidable in an attack. And if French, Field and Miski continue to carve through defences, then I just think they will be the hardest team to beat. Their biggest challenge will be St. Helens, but I fancy them to get past them if they meet them in the playoffs or the grand final. The World Club Challenge will be a great test to see where this team are at, but they just look like they are set up for long-term success. They've never gone back to back in the Super League era. Could this be the year that they make it? Can they get the rotation right? I guess the blessing and curse of having such a strong squad is keeping the players motivated by getting the rotation right. There is serious competition for places across the squad, particularly in the forward packs. And as we get into the latter weeks of the season, you need to get your stars in 13 right. It's nitpicking at this stage, but Matt Pete will have to face that challenge of ensuring his immensely talented squad, alongside the incoming academy products, are given the right amount of time on the pitch. As I said earlier, I believe Bevan French to be running a close second behind Jack Quelsby as the best player in the Super League. And he is very important to this Wigan team. However, he is out of contract at the end of 2024. So they head into the season knowing his future is up in the air. They recently locked in Field and Miski to new long-term deals. Could French go elsewhere at the end of the year? Or will he commit himself to a club where he's become a real star? So that's our season preview of the Super League. You can go back and listen to all of our 12 club previews over these first three episodes. Next week, we will start off another three-parter with our preview of the NRL season and continue the build-up to the big Super League kickoff on February 15th. We'll see you next time.